I'm Shruti. I'm Sarah. And I'm Grace. And we are the Book Hosts. In today's episode, we are going to take a look back to 2021. Um, we're going to revisit those goals that we made at the beginning of the year. We're going to kind of look at our and kind of just talk about the year in review, what were some of our favorite books, and what were some of our group reads that we read as well. Um, so but before we do all of that, we've been reading the past couple of weeks or so. So Sarah, what have you been reading? Uh, not too much. I just finished the audiobook for Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. Um, it was actually really, really good. Not that I, I didn't know what to expect from this book. I had not heard anything about it except Grace saying there was a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 reference, <laughs> which there was. And I yelled in the car when we got to when I got to that part. So it was really fun. Um, but it was actually a really, really good like second chance uh, love story that also kind of read like a literary fiction, which I really enjoyed about it. There was a lot, both of the main characters had very rich lives outside of each other. Um, and the book really went into detail about that. Um, the main character, Eva, uh, actually has a daughter and we got to see a lot of her relationship with her daughter and everything. Um, and I don't always like second chance romance, but I really, I think it worked well in this one because, um, the characters had just grown and matured a lot. And I think the thing that worked for me most is that they didn't actually date the first time around. And that's not a spoiler. Like it's kind of explained as part of their relationship. They never actually like dated, but they just had seven days together in June, like 20 years ago or something like that. And now they're older. They're both writers. They ran into each other and um, just reconnected immediately because they those seven days were so impactful to each other um, all those years ago. And it was just a really nice story about them coming back together, dealing with their past trauma um, and in their own ways and everything. Um, it had a great ending. Um, I gave it five stars. I really loved it. I highly recommend it if you're looking for um, a romance novel, but that also goes really into depth about the characters' backstories and everything. Um, it was really, really good. I also started reading The Shady Setup by Lily Vale after I finished Seven Days in June. Um, I'm not super far into this and I'm reading it in physical format. And I think I might have liked it better if I was listening to the audio just because the writing feels kind of clunky. Like I feel like it takes me really long to get through each page. I have to like reread sentences to like figure out what she's trying to say. I don't know what, I don't know how to explain it, but in, for me, it's just the writing. It's just, there's a disconnect there. But other than that, I really like the story. Um, it is actually also a second chance romance, except the two, he, the hero and heroine actually did date back in the day. So I don't know how well it's going to work for me, but like I said, I'm only literally like 50 pages into it. We've only met the hero once. Um, and there are dogs involved. So, which mm. I know is what appealed to Grace about this book. It did. Um, it did. Yes. And um, it's fun so far. So other than the writing, I'm liking it. So maybe I'll just get used to it as the book goes on and uh, it'll grow on me. But um, that is all I have been reading this week. What about you, Grace? Hello. Um, if you hear noise in the background, I'm dog sitting um, and their little nails clack on the floor. So there we go. But anyway, what have I been reading? What a great question. So I have read since we recorded I've only finished one book and it was a really short book and it was called Nothing But Blackened Teeth by Cassandra Kaw and I think it would count as a novella because it was really really short um and it was a horror novella and the only way I can describe it is sometimes things are just like deliciously spooky 
And this was one of those times, like just the kind of spooky, the maze you go, ooh, it was one of those. It was one of those. This the cover is absolutely horrifying to look at. There's this scary woman with no face, or she has a mouth, and that's it. And her mouth is like really, really red. If you want to look at it, I, I suggest it. Um, but basically it's about this group of friends. Um <clears throat> and one of the friends, for whatever reason, has this dream of the two of the friends in the group are engaged and the wife or the fiance, I guess, has this dream of um, getting married in a haunted house. <laughs> so they go to this haunted house. They're in, it's in Japan. They're in Japan. Um, this haunted house in Japan, it said that the, there was a wife there who like her husband didn't show up. And so she, she killed herself and like, or she was buried alive in the walls or something crazy. Um, and now she haunts now she haunts the house and so they're gonna get have their marriage ceremony there and then weird stuff starts happening obviously um and it was good the writing was really good like the imagery and stuff was really good it was a very quick read and I would recommend it if you want to read something spooky this (laughs) this holiday season (laughs) um and then I also started two books one of them is light from uncommon stars it's by rika rika aoki and it is a science fiction novel look at me go it's Mm. about there's three main characters and so the story is kind of told from their perspectives but basically one of the main characters is this woman who used to be this really and all of them are um they're all asian women but um which means also I've been reading three books by Asian authors from back to back because these violent delights, the book I just talked about, and then this one, and it's been fun. Anyway, I didn't do it on purpose, but it's been fun. But one of them, she's like, she was this violinist and then she made a deal with the devil or a demon. So, and everyone would forget her music um, for until she could find seven souls and exchange them in exchange for her getting her music back in the public again and she so she gets these seven people and she makes them become these prodigy violinists and they all end up dying tragically like they they take their own life or something something awful um and she needs one last one and so the one last one that she's found is there's this trans girl who just moved it takes place in like san diego or something and she just moved to um san diego and she has like this really cheap violin she got off of eBay. And so she's very much like an underdog, but the, the other character decides to take her under her wing and like make her become a prodigy. And then the third character is um, Lan Tran. She is an alien. She and her family came from, they're hiding out from like the empire war or whatever in space on earth. And they started a donut shop and they're making donuts with their little um, gadgets with the alien gadgets. <laughs> And um, the donut shop and the demon lady have a little romance going on. And it's very fun. It is very weird in like the best way, but the writing, and I was kind of nervous because like I don't read a lot of sci-fi, although I want to. And maybe we'll talk about that next episode, I guess. But um, it's very easy to read and very engaging and I'm enjoying it a lot. And then the second book I started, I just started yesterday, and so I'm not very far into it, but I figured I'd bring it up because it's a holiday-themed book, and this is our last episode of the year, so can't bring it up next time because um, the holidays will be over. But it's about, it's called The Matzo Ball, and it just came out this hmm. year, I think. Oh, and I wanted um, to read that. It's, I have, I really have, like, 
I'm barely into it, so I can't tell you if it's good or not yet, but it's about, it's about Hanukkah, actually. So I guess technically Hanukkah, I think, is already over. So I guess you, it doesn't matter when you read it. But um, the main character, she's Jewish. Her parents are like these, her dad is like this really big rabbi. And then, um, and so her, her parents are really, really big on Hanukkah and stuff. And she lives the secret life where she writes anonymously under this pen name. And she makes like these really famous Christmas romance novels and they've been turned into movies and all this stuff and her parents don't know no one knows except for like her best friend and um this guy that she used to know from like Jewish summer camp is and they had a thing but then he betrayed her somehow I think I think he just humiliated her in front of the camp um he's coming back down to wherever they live again I just started it and I can't remember um and she's like no and her family's invited him to like dinner or whatever and she's upset because um because they used to be a thing and now she hates him. And so I guess it's kind of like going to be like lovers to enemies to lovers and then Hanukkah stuff. And it seems like a fun little read for this time of year. And I'm excited. I started the audiobook yesterday and so far it's good. I'm not very far into it, but so far it's good. And that is all I've been reading. Shruti, what have you been reading? Um, so I finished Rumors and Romance by Julia Jarrett, which is the book I started talking about last week. Um, where there's a vet and a woman, a woman who works at a bakery and they meet, it's a small town. Um, it's very friends to lovers where they, they're going to, neither one of them wants to be in a relationship because they're focused on their career. So they're just going to be friends, but then they start fake dating to like get the town off their backs and like get other people off their backs. And of course that backfires because it's a small town. So they have to like do fake dating things and they fall in real love. It's very cute. Neither of them want kids, but they love animals. So it's something that's definitely up Grace's alley. Um, it's very short and it was very quick. Um, I don't know if it's technically a novella or a novel, but you know, it was fun. Um, yeah, I gave it four stars. Um, I also read Jock Romeo by Sarah Nay. Um, I know I've talked in the past about how I will never read a Sarah Nay novel again, but I did anyway. Um, it wasn't good. I mean, I gave it three stars. I finished it. It's just very immature. Um, it's a college romance, but I've read college romances that are good. And we'll talk about that later um, on today um, in the episode. But this one was just not good. I don't know. It was fine. I finished it. And the romance, I mean, the romance was cute. The characters were fine. I li- did love that the, the hero was a nerd. That's always a fun time. But I don't know. The writing is just really juvenile, I feel like. And that's probably why I didn't like it. Um, and then the other stuff I've been reading was Brittany Cherry um, is a really lovely author, and I haven't read a lot of her stuff before. Um, she has a new series called Compass. Um, the first book was like Southern something. I don't remember. I didn't read that one. It was like small town, um, small town, single mom situation. So I was like, I'm not interested in that. However, the second book, Eastern Lights, is about um, Connor Rowe, who is the only man to exist ever. He is the book boyfriend to end all book boyfriends. I am in love with him. He is amazing. Let, let me, but let me not like bury the lead here. Both of the books, this one and the sequel, the heroine is black. And that's like very pointedly, explicitly pointed out. They talk about her curls. They talk about her dark skin and everything like that. Um, and it's so awesome to read about a black woman being loved and embracing her awesomeness over time and like learning to just like go through a journey of self-love. Um, and then obviously like the hero's love because it is a romance. So I really, really loved that. Um, but Connor, Connor stole my heart on this one. He was just like so optimistic and like happy and like just cared about people. And like, he's been through a lot of shit in his life. And like, he, that didn't, he let, didn't let that define him. Um, and they're neither of them characters are perfect. And, you know, they have conflict and all of that because drama, because it, you know, Brittany Cherry does the, like a lot of wringing your heart strings kind of stuff. 
Um, and there was like some plot twists and stuff like that. So there was a bit of a plot. Um, most of it was very predictable and I could guess where it was going, but I really, really loved it. And I absolutely loved the romance. The characters are great. Um, highly, highly recommend to anyone who just wants a fun romance. Um, basically for the plot tropes wise, they meet as, um, they're both on Halloween. They're both dressed up as superheroes, but he was a superhero and she's like Little Red Riding Hood. And they just kind of bond and they spend the night like just hanging out and like doing things and like, you know, running around the city. But they agree never to meet up again. And then they do meet up again, of course, when she's engaged. And so then things happen from there. And he knows uh, her fiance and stuff happens there. Um, there's some like roommates situation. And then there's obviously friends to lovers involved as well. Just really, really awesome. Highly recommend it. Um, it's just a good book. Um, so that one's Easter Lights. Then also in this book, you're introduced to Damien, who is Connor's like a protege, protege, if you will, like mentee. Um, and he shows he's the hero of uh, Western Ways, which is the third book. And this book is also really fun in a different way. This one I didn't love quite as much because Damien is much more grumpy, which is not my type of hero, but he's still awesome. He's very grumpy and he's very it's, it's a grumpy sunshine uh, book. And they basically his he's discovered he gets a note from his biological dad who just died who had actually uh, wrote, raised the heroine as his stepdaughter. And he's basically, the in the will, it's said that they have to get married in order for them to get money, which they're then uh, donate to charity. So it's a marriage of convenience and then roommates, they have to live together book. Um, and I really, really loved it. And it was a little bit too dramatic and angsty at times for me, but overall it was just really, really fun. I stayed up really late reading it, um, which is when you know that it's a good book because you like don't want to put it down you, and fall asleep. You just want to keep reading. Um, so I really loved it. There was like roommates and there was, it's really enemies to friends to lovers in this one. So that one was really cool because they definitely don't get along at the, in the beginning. Um, but yeah, and again, the heroine is black and that's again, um, she's, but she's very black in like a different way than Alila was in the first, in the second book. So her name is Stella in this one. Um, so like, I really loved how like, they're two very different characters, but they're like, just both happen to be black and they both happen to have love and get romance. So really loved those by Brittany Cherry, who is also, by the way, a black author. So oh yeah, I, I was going to ask. Yeah, so she's black as well, which is um, which I really enjoyed because her other series, The Elements of Love, all her protagonists were white. And so I had pointed out once, I think before, you know, I really wish she wrote more people of color because she could because if she wanted to. Um, and so she did in this series, which I also enjoyed. Um, all the heroes, though, are white or at least I'm or they're, they're like half or something just based off the models. But they could be mixed for all I know. They seem white, though, on the covers. But but yeah, that's what I've been reading. And then I also am 20% of the way into The Singles Table by Sarah Desai, which is like the third book in her series that includes the marriage game and the dating plan. I really loved the marriage, plan, uh, the marriage game and like I was the dating plan was fine. I gave it four stars, I think. But I'm really liking this so far. It's really fun. Um, Grumpy Sunshine again. He's really broody and doesn't want to settle down. And she's eccentric and weird and knows what she wants in life, but also not doesn't want to settle down. But she's a matchmaker and the aunties are all trying to matchmake them. So, you know, it's going to be a fun time. So only 20% of the way in, but um, she's already shot a pink paintball gun at his ass. So off to a great start. So with that, we're going to move into wrapping up for what we've been doing for the year. But before we do that, let's hear a word from our sponsor. And we're back. So we're going to start with going through our goals from last year. So I re-listened to our episode, our first episode of the year a little bit ago. And I know Sarah did earlier this week as well. Um, so I did not remember a lot of my goals, but um, I guess we'll start with our Groot Reach Challenge um, numbers. 
So I know for me, I said I was going to read 100 books. And as you know, throughout the year, there was a time where I was really worried I was not going to hit it. Um, but I did. I actually, I think I'm as of this recording, I'm at 122 books. So I did hit it and I got a little bit above. Um, and technically, there's two more weeks left in the year. So I might go above that. Uh, but yeah, I hit my 100 book goal. My original Goodreads goal was 40 books because I was being um, modest because uh, 2020 was a shit show and mm-hmm. I had no idea what 2021 is going to bring. And to be quite honest, I still don't know what 2022 is going to bring. But either way, 2021 did bring me um, more reading opportunities than 2020 did, I guess, I suppose. Um, so my although my original goal was 40 books, I hit that back in like, October. So I upped it to 50 and tried to read more of 10 more books uh, the rest of the year. And right now I'm at 49 books. And as soon as I finish the shady setup, then I will have hit my 50 book goal, which like Trudy said, there's two weeks left in the year. So I'm assuming that I will ideally, but, uh, you know, really who knows, but I think I will. So like Sarah, my goal was also 40 books, um, originally. Uh, I, as Sarah said, you know, you know, the, I smash mouth once said the years start coming and they just don't stop coming. (laughs) They really don't. Who who knew what I was going to be able to read? I also started grad school this year. So I was concerned about that. Um, but I did surpass 40 and I think that was in part because one of the classes I took this semester, I had to read 20 books and I counted all those to my goal. So I did surpass 40 books right now. I'm at 59. Ooh, which is nice. again like because I had to read all those <laughs> books um so yeah I passed that I so far I'm at 59 I'll probably read a few like at least one or two before the end of the year so yeah very I'll nice 60 nice um then we also made some goals um I guess we can just go around and each talk about one and then did we meet it or not um, I believe one of my goals was to read three non-romance books. because I was trying to diversify. Um, and thinking back into the year, I think is really funny because I kind of did this and we're going to, you guys can tell me if you think these books are considered non-romances. Um, but also I did branch out in the romance genre, which was not part of my goal, but I did do that. Cause you know, read a lot of alien books, read some dark romances. We really went all around on this one. Um, but in terms of non-romance books, um, I did read Final Girls, which is one of our group reads. So, you know, thriller. I think that counts as a non-romance. Correct. Um, yes. I read Dorian Gray, which is a classic, which we'll yeah. get to in a second. Also not a romance. And then I have like two categories. We can count either one. Um, so graphic novel. So I read Check, Please and Princess and the Dressmaker. But technically both of those are romances. But they're graphic novels. Um, I also read Six of Crows, Crooked Kingdom, which is technically young adult fantasy. So not, although there is romance in that. So I don't really know if we necessarily got to three, but I'm going to consider I would count, say I, I would did. count Six of Crows as non-romance. I don't think that's a romance novel. I okay, would also then I read three It's fantasy non-rom- with romance. Okay, then I read three I also, non-romance novels. I also think you have to get to the heart of what your goal was because the heart of what your goal was is you wanted to branch out. Yeah. And you did do that by reading all those, I was going to call them weird romances, but I'll be nice and not call them that. Different. They were just different for what you normally read. Um, so you did meet that goal. Yeah, I would say you did. You met like the intention of your goal. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. 
So listening to this episode was honestly hilarious for me. Oh, it was a wild Um, ride. It was a wild ride. I don't know who I thought I was at the beginning (laughs) of last year, but, um, I did not live up to that. So, well, partially. So my, my next goal that I had listed after wanting to read 40 books was to read three nonfiction books and one graphic novel. When I tell you, I did not read a single nonfiction book this year. Last year, I read quite a few and I went into this year like, oh, I'm going to read like all these nonfiction books. And I specified in the episode, I wanted them to be like informational and not like a memoir or something. Absolutely not. No, not even close. I did not even, I did read a graphic novel though. Um, I read several actually. You read a few. Yeah. Yeah, I read quite a few. Yeah. I read quite a few graphic novels this year. Um, including check please two two check please books, which was our group reads and um, stone fruit um, Persepolis two. I, I I'm still not finished that one, but like I've read quite a few graphic novels, so I met that part. Um, I kind of wish I had switched it, so so I would say I would read three graphic novels <laughs> and one nonfiction. Um, but like I said, I don't know who the fuck I thought I was at the beginning of last year, so um, I don't know. I don't know this year. I just was not in the mood for nonfiction. Like there was not one point this year where I was thinking like, oh, I'm in the mood for a nonfiction book. Cause sometimes in the past I have been, but this year I was just, I was not having it, I guess. So, um, and that's just, you know, that's, that's just the way it is sometimes (laughs) maybe next year I'll, I'll read nonfiction books, but that's just that I don't know who I thought I was, but yeah, I did meet the graphic novel goal. So that's cool. Yeah. At least you, yeah, that's good. Um, so I think my next goal was, I, if y'all recall, this time last year was when I was just deep in the throes of my Rick Riordan phase. Yes. And I had read 15 Rick Riordan books in a row and I was just living large. It was great. So because I enjoyed those books so much, I was like, I should really read some more series because these are series and I enjoy them because I get attached to the characters and I get to spend like five books with them. And I would like to have that experience more often. So one of my goals was to read more series. Um, and I, I, I would say that I definitely read more series this year than I have in the past. The only series that I completed, if I recall, are the Magnus Chase trilogy, which is again, Rick Riordan. And then I also read the Grisha trilogy. And then I read the Six of Crows duology and uh, yes I am going to count those that's two separate series and no one can take that away from me they are um okay then there we go Sarah Bruce so we're fine um I also did start like three other series I think because I read the first book in um the children of blood and bone and then I read the first book in the inheritance games and I read these violent delights and whether or not I finish all of those series is of course um, up to debate. I, I definitely am going to read the second These Violent Delights book, and I may end up reading that before the year is over, and then I will have completed four series this year. Um, so I think I did okay on that goal. I will say that within that goal, I also said I wanted to read Six of Crows and Lord of the Rings, and I only did one of those things. I, read, I listened to that part in that episode. Yeah. I was going to bring that up if you didn't. <laughs> um, but you know, there's always next year, <laughs> which is what I've been saying since I was born. <laughs> So there we go. There you go. Um, My other goal, another one of my goals was to read two classic novels. Um, I read one. I read The Picture of Dorian Gray at the beginning of the year because I read it to my students. Um, I did not read another one. Um, 
unsurprisingly, I said, I might read Emma this year. And then I did not read Emma this year. Emma um, is your Lord of the Rings. And I'm sure I was going to say that I was, this year too. That was well, do you thing. own a physical copy of, of Lord of the Rings? That you I just own a physical opened? copy of The Hobbit. Okay. I, op- I own a physical copy of Emma and it just sits there on my bookshelf yeah. and I don't read it. Um, maybe this year will be the year I read Emma. But yeah, I only read one classic. Maybe I think next year I will probably say that I'm, well, no, no spoilers. We'll talk about that next, next episode when we make yeah, goals yeah. for next year. Yeah. yeah. My next goal, um, get ready for another laugh. Um, my next goal was to read 50% of the books that I already own. <laughs> Did not do that. Not even motherfucking close. I kept going for those new releases like a piece of shit. Um, so some of those books that are on my shelf were some of the same ones that I wanted to read. Last year, I said, 2021 is going to be my year. I'm going to read these books. And yet those books are still on my unread shelf. Um, I don't, I don't have an excuse. I just, I, I, I love to go to the bookstore. I don't know what to say. So um, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Maybe next year, but probably not. Um, so similarly, I also said I was going to read the books that were on my shelves. I don't know if I stated a specific percent like Sarah did, which is good because I didn't set myself up for failure. (laughs) Um, I, I did read some of the books on my shelf. So I have like a bullet journal layout where I have reading goals and I like color in how many goals I've accomplished. And according to this, I've read 15 books from my shelves. But I did include books that I would have bought this year, not just books that I owned previously. And I think if we're being honest and I'm only including books I already owned, then that is a really small number. And really the only book that I can, oh, Six of Crows. Six of Crows is one of them. And then Sadie is one of them. And I think if if we are being transparent, those are probably the only ones that I own <laughs> prior to this year. Um, there may be a few others, but there are not many. So there we go. Maybe next year. I'm glad you're with again. me on this one. My problem is I've been buying, like I would buy new releases too. And mm-hmm. then I wouldn't even read those. You yeah. Know? Like what's Same. wrong with me? I, in fact, I think I have more books on my unread shelf this year than I started the year with. So oh, like, oh. yes, of course. Me too. Cool. <laughs> um, I had one more uh, goal, which was to read five non-male female romances. Um, I read two. I got to two. I did One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston, which was one of our group reads, and Written in the Stars, which was- Hey, um, the, wait. Yeah. Would Check Please count? Oh, wait, you're right. Yeah, check, check Please. please. There you go. Two. I got three. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, so I got three. Um, and if we want, wait, we, can say crooked, wait. we can say Crooked Kingdom. Oh, wait. Because you also did- Wylan and Jesper, but that doesn't gonna, really count. Sorry, I was going to say House of Sir Lee and Z, but then I remembered you didn't finish yeah, that Yeah, no, I didn't finish so that book. Mm. And it's not really a romance anyway. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. I, I would count check please since they're obviously like the main characters and that's like yeah, the main story. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess I got three. Um, so I'm making progress and who knows, maybe next year I will force myself to read a certain book that is definitely not male <laughs> and finally get through that. But I am, I definitely like appreciate, I did obviously really want more sapphic novels and I have a bunch that I need to read that I just haven't been picking up just, you know, generally, because we don't read the books we're supposed to be reading. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy I got at least- Wait a minute, a you read Seven Husbands? More of those. Seven Husbands? Wait, Evelyn. I also read Seven, you're right, I read Seven Husbands. Oh my God, I'm like completely, I'm at four. And okay. also, if you count Check, Please, as two different books, you met it, because you that's five. We're going to do that. There we okay, go. Okay, I'm at the goal. <laughs> Maybe a little bit 
you know, of twisting of the words there, but I got, I got there. We got there. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did either of you have more goals or no? Yes, I had one more. Um, My next, my last goal was to read (laughs) one classic novel and one series. Um, So the classic novel, I just did not, I did not do. I mean, if you count Dune as like a science fiction classic, then I guess. I think it counts. I think Um, we can count it. Okay, well, there we go then. But (laughs) I wanted to read like, a Jane Austen book this year or something. Um, I did not. I not even nowhere near. Um, I mean, that's, that's okay. okay. Neither did I. Yeah. Well, you read Dorian Gray. I read that. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't read a Jane Austen novel, so that's yeah. okay. <laughs> oh, true, true. Um, and then the other part of that, read one series. I didn't. I guess I did. Like I reread the Grisha trilogy and Six of Pros and Crooked Kingdom. I wanted to. I know I wanted to read like a new series though, and I also mentioned finishing up some of the series that I'd started, including The Diviners, Caraval, and a couple of others. I did finish Caraval. I just recently finished Finale. That's the last book in that trilogy. So I partially met this goal. Um, and then I also did read The Inheritance Game and The Hawthorne Legacy, which technically those are the only books out in that series. So I read all of the series that's out right now. Um, I think I know I went into the school with the intention of reading like a completed series, um, which like Grace has said, maybe I'll finish um, these violent ends or start it before the end of the year. And then maybe that'll count. Um, but I think I, I, I read both check please books. If that's a series, I don't know. There you so go. I, there's like a lot of ways that I somewhat met this goal. And maybe if we put them all together, they can count as meeting the goal because I have not met most of my other goals. So I'm just <laughs> going to take this win here. I think you should. I think you thank should. you. <laughs> um, I think Trudy said I probably had another goal, but I was bad and I did not listen to the episode before this. And even if I had, it's probably a goal I didn't meet. So I'm, I'm done, I guess. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We'll That's leave okay. it at that. I'd say we were successful overall. Yeah, we were, we didn't fail. Yeah. We didn't yeah. fail. And that's all that really fail. matters. Yeah. yeah. We all go. met our reading goals, like our Goodreads goals. Exactly. That's the exactly. important one, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we're going to go through our top 10 books of the year. Um, we've talked about all these books before. So we're going to try to keep it short. Um, if you want to know more about our opinions, you can go back and listen to the episodes from the year. Um, so starting at number 10, um, I cheated and took two. Um, and that's because my first one was Princess and the Dressmaker by Jen Wong, which was a graphic novel. Um, so it's pretty short, but it was a really great. And it like, you know, I keep thinking about it. Um, and The Cheat Sheet by Sarah Adams, which is like the perfect rom-com book and a book, um, which is, but it is an actual novel. So love both of those. My number 10. My number 10 was People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. Um, everyone knows about this book, uh, friends to lovers, excellence. I read it on vacation. So perfect vibes. Um, we, we love it. 10 out of 10, number 10. My 10th book was Felix Ever After by Case and Calendar, which is a young adult contemporary novel. The main character is trans. Um, you know what? Also friends to lovers, excellence, frankly. Mm. Um, and, but in, in a twist, in a twist. And that's all I'll say. And I just added a bunch of books to this like top 10 list. I basically was picking books that I had not stopped thinking about since I read them. And this one was one of those. So it was really good. I loved it. Um, For number nine, I put Twice Shy by Sarah Hogle, um, our bestie. We love her. Um, And this book was great. It was uh, Grumpy Sunshine, Forced Proximity, where they have to fix the house together. 
And of course, the book hose got a shout out in the acknowledgement. So has to be a number nine on our list. I had actually also put Twice Shy as number nine. So we love that. Um, and for all the reasons Trudy said, great book. We love Sarah Hogle. So excited for her next book coming out next year too. And of course, on theme, I also have Twice Shy <laughs> by Sarah Hogle. As we actually nine. didn't. We did not plan this, by the way. This was Yeah, unplanned. we really didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I it hits all the mo- things I like. And all the things I like are Enemies to Lovers, Grumpy Sunshine, and Roommates. And so, yeah, it was a great book. 10 out of 10. Oh, and the, um, I, and the Loch Ness Monster, sorry. Of course. That, oh, yes. That's another important part of the book. Yes. Um, I don't think Sarah and Grace have the same number eight as me, which is Life's Too Short by Abby Jimenez. Um, again, this was like a roommate's really slow burn. A um, lot of miscommunication and pining in this one. Loved it. Um, yeah. Uh, my number eight is The Last Time I Lied by Riley Sager. I was um, pleasantly surprised by this book. I don't know why I was surprised. Everyone says this book is good, but um, I didn't really know what to expect. I was kind of like summer camp. Okay. But actually turned out really great. And the plot twist at the end was insane. Um, So in number eight, it was a great thriller. My number eight is The Darkness Outside Us by Elliot Schrafer. Again, a book that I simply have not stopped thinking about since I read it. Was the writing that great? I would say no, probably. Was the romance that great? It it was good at times, but not 10 out of 10, you know? But the plot had me sh- screaming, shaking, crying, and throwing up. This book was, in, <laughs> this was such a good book. Um, it's a sci-fi young adult novel. Two guys get stuck in this um, spaceship and they are going to go, um, they're on a mission to this other planet and they're from different, like, countries because it takes place in the future where there's only two countries in the world and um the countries are enemies and so they start out as enemies and you know there's a little romance going on and then all this weird stuff is happening on the spaceship and what could be happening we just don't know it was great it was it was it blew me away it was great and I think everyone should read it I can't say that more because it ruins it but it was great the end (laughs) so number seven um, for me, was Exposed by Kristen Callahan. So this is the latest book in her VIP series, which is her rock star romances. Um, this one's really fun because you've met both characters in previous books and you get to see their story. And I really, really love this one. Um, shout out to The Grand Gesture, which is my favorite grand gesture of all romance books I have ever read still. So that one is number, eight, number seven. My number seven is There's Someone Inside Your House by Stephanie Perkins. I was actually shocked by how good this book was and how much I liked it. Um, Stephanie Perkins had written Anna and the French Kiss and those books, which are quite honestly not very good. Um, So I wasn't expecting too much from this one, but I was so shocked. It read like a perfect classic slasher film almost. It was like if you like slasher films, you will like this book. It is in it is just that in book form. Um. And it was just, it was a really fun time. I read it in October. It set the vibes for Halloween perfectly. So next Halloween, um, I don't know if this, I think Grace had mentioned this one in our spooky or Halloween reads episode, um, but definitely read this during Halloween. The, the fall vibes are everything. Um, the movie also came out this year, which I was very disappointed by. It wasn't a bad movie, but it just did not follow the book at all. And the book was so good. It was literally ready to be adapted to a movie and the movie just did not take it. But anyway, um, the, it, was, it was great. It made number seven on my list, which I never would have accepted, but it was, I, it was excellent. 
that's so interesting because I'm like the horror person in this group and I didn't <laughs> love that book like it was fine I think and this is a hot take that we don't have time to get into I'm not a huge slasher person I'm more mm-hmm. of a ghost mm-hmm. in a haunted house or yeah. like but I also do really like someone breaking into your house and by really like I mean it terrifies me so yeah it was I think that it was like the perfect like the perfect mixture of like scary for me but it wasn't like too scary or anything right so it just it just works so well for me and my taste I think yeah maybe that's it maybe that's it um so my number seven was bubble by Jordan Morris I read this a couple months ago it is a graphic novel that was adapted based off of a scripted podcast that I have not listened to and it was very good, very fun, um, easy to read, of course, because it's a graphic novel. The art was very colorful and nice. Um, aliens, monster aliens, um, corporate capitalist hell, just a satire sort of vibe. It was good. It was very good. And that's my number seven. Um, so now we are at number six. When I was making this list, I basically went to my favorites on Goodreads and was like, okay, what are all the books there had there? And I had about like 15 books. So like there are five books that are not made this list that are in my honorable mention. But I was picking this one. I was like, I was actually surprised to see how much I liked it, which was Desperately Seeking a Scoundrel by Alyssa Braden. So this is one of two, spoiler, um, historical romances on my list. Um, I really loved this one. I know it's very controversial, but I really loved the hero and I loved the heroine and I loved that redemption arc storyline. Um, and yeah, so this is probably my favorite historical that I read all year, um, not counting the other one that's on this list because technically I read it at the end of 2020. But yeah, this was my favorite historical that I read this year. Uh, coming in hot at number six is Then She Was Gone by Lisa Jewell. I knew I wanted to include a Lisa Jewell on my list and I was between this one and The Night She Disappeared. But I ended up going with Then She Was Gone because I felt like it was crafted so well. The story was excellent. It was definitely much, much sadder and it made me, it made me like, upset at sometimes which thrillers don't always do I'm, I usually go into thrillers and I don't really like care about the characters or anything this one I really cared about the characters and like it was such a good story and it was the the thriller aspect of the mystery was crafted so well it was told in different timelines I was hooked throughout the entire thing so this one definitely deserves a spot on my list um, my number six was Cemetery Boys by Aiden Thomas which I read earlier this year um definitely a wonderful book for any time of year but specifically if you choose to read it during spooky season I think that is a great choice it's about a trans boy who accidentally summons um he means to summon the ghost of his cousin but he accidentally summons the wrong guy and of course they fall in love as he tries to figure out like what to do about it and it really hit all my all the things I like in a different category which is enemies to lovers and ghosts so great book. And now we are at our top half, top five. Um, so my number five is my favorite Erin Nichols novel of her recent series, which I talked about recently, which is Sealed with a Kiss. Um, I really love when a romance novel has opposites and then like their the opposites like blend and become like take on each other's personality traits a little bit. So they become like more balanced people. And that's really what this book did. Um, so yeah, I really loved it. Sealed with a Kiss. Recommend. Remember, there are Lots of animals in the series. Mm, love to mm-hmm. hear it. Uh, my number five is Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. Um, I just finished this book, but 
I knew it had to be on my list. It hit, it checked all my boxes for romance and like literary fiction aspect. Um, like I said, I love the relationship between Eva and her daughter. Um, I definitely recommend this one. One thing I forgot to mention at the beginning though, it's very important. Definitely check out the trigger warnings for this one. There are some very intense scenes. Um, so definitely check out the trigger warnings before you read it. Um, but it was just, I loved the, the writing and I listened to it on audiobook. The The narrator was phenomenal. Um, it was just a great book all around. My fifth book is a, I pulled a Shruti and I put two books, but that's okay because they go together, which means my fifth book is Six Crows and Crooked, Crooked Kingdom by Lee Bardugo, which yes, as I mentioned earlier, I read for the first time this year after putting it off for centuries and I had a great time. What can I say? I just want to mention those will not be on my list because I did not include rereads this year. I, the, I did read them this <laughs> year. Was- I reread them. So same thing with them and seven husbands, Evelyn Hugo, those would obviously be the top of my list, but I read them all in previous years. I just didn't want Sarah anyone gonna, to think I was a fake. <laughs> I thought Sarah was going to drag me. So never mind. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm happy. I, I'm happy. You guys finally read them. Um, I also reread some books, but yeah, I didn't include any rereads either. Um, I thought I was going to be fancy and pull up myself again, but Grace already beat me to it. But my number four is also two books. It is Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom by Leigh Bardugo. Um, technically, I liked Crooked Kingdom wait, a wait. more. Wait, What number did you say? Number four. Yeah, because we're going down the list. You, yeah. You're, oh, you're, yeah. Yours was number I five, just did five. five. Yeah. Okay. Yes. There we go. Sorry. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, technically, I liked Crooked Kingdom a little bit more, but I also enjoyed parts of Six of Crows like a little bit more as well. Overall, really great. Definitely my number four. I'm happy I finally read them. Um, but yeah, my number four is my year of rest and relaxation by Odessa Mashveg. Um, I definitely understand the criticisms against this book. I get it, but I also think people need to keep in mind that it is a satire and as a satire, I think it functioned perfectly. Um, this book, and again, I get why people think it's like boring or whatever too, but I was just so like hooked. I don't know why I wasn't bored at all. I just love, I don't know. I love this type of book. The main character was so horrible and she was so fascinating and I loved reading from her perspective and just seeing kind of the downward spiral. It was beautifully written. Um, I guess, I don't know, I'm just a slut for this kind of book. So I don't necessarily recommend it, but I it worked super well for me and I, I absolutely loved it. The fourth book on my list is another book that I had been putting off till reading until now. And it is Sadie by Courtney Summers. And I loved this book. I loved listening to the audiobook. I thought about it for days and weeks and months afterwards. And probably objectively, it's like one of the better best books that I've read in my life, frankly. So that's totally great. Thank you. That comes in hot at number four. So top three. My number three is The Strikeout by Megan Quinn. Um, This is my favorite Megan Quinn novel I've ever read. Um, And I think it is the perfect new adult college sports romance. Like if you take all of those genres and you made one novel, it would be this novel. Um, I think it also embraces the trend of having the conflicts being resolved with communication and therapy. And it does it in a really great and non-cringy way. So I really loved this book um, and definitely recommend if you want a new adult romance that takes place in college. Um, the Strikeout by Megan Quinn is definitely my favorite all my, of all Megan Quinn levels so far. My number three book, 
And this is a book that I actually forgot I read this year. I feel like I read this book longer ago, but it was my first book that I read of the year. And that is Red, White and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. I am so glad that I finally picked up this book. It was such a delight. I had so much fun reading it. Um, I absolutely loved it. I don't even need to talk about it anymore. Everyone knows this book except for Shruti. Um, <laughs> so we've talked don't call about me out like that. I know we've talked about it enough, but it was just, it was excellent. Uh, it's my number three. My number three. Uh, so Shruti brought up this morning that she was like, can we talk about books that we didn't technically read this year? but we've read since we did this last year because last year we did this early in December and when we did it and I don't I I don't know if we ever reached a conclusion on that but I reached (laughs) my own conclusion um when we did this last December I had only read the first book in this series and I feel like I would be remiss to not include it so number three I just put a whole series down and it is Charles of Apollo by Rick Riordan. And I'm not going to talk about it very long because I've <laughs> talked about it enough. But that one definitely is my number three. I thought it was a good series. I think sometimes it is overlooked because either people haven't read it, which is fine. Or like they just think it doesn't hold up as much as like Percy Jackson or Heroes of Olympus does. But I disagree. And I really liked it. Um, on that note, the reason I brought up that question is because of my number two. Um, technically, I read this book at the end of 2020. But this was after we had done this recording last year. I did talk about it in my first ever record uh, episode of the year. And that is When He Was Wicked by Julia Quinn. Um, This is the sixth book in the Bridgerton series. I picked this one and not Romancing Mr. Bridgerton because I actually technically read that last year. Um, But this one is actually my favorite standalone standalone book in the entire series. Um, It's about, you know, there's friends to lovers. There is a lot of like a lot of issues going on with miscarriage and fertility. And, you know, the heroine is a widow and is in, and like her ex-husband her husband dead husband's cousin is in love with her lots of drama lots of romance um it's objectively one of the best books i think in the series and it is the sexiest book of the entire series so that's my number two number two my second favorite book of the year is the x talk by rachel lynn solomon this was a group read it was shruti's pick in september and i just absolutely fell in love with it i listened to the audiobook i had so much fun listening to it. I love the characters. I talked, you know, we had a whole episode about it. I talked about everything I loved about it. I loved, you know, the hero and heroine. I, it was relatable. It was funny. It was, you know, chaotic. It was a good time. I absolutely loved it. And I am literally counting down the days until um, Weather Girl comes out, comes out in January. And I am so freaking excited for that one. Um, I had such a good time with the with the X talk, and I think it deserves to be my second favorite book of the year. I I absolutely loved it. My second favorite book of the year is a book that Sarah's already brought up, and it, it was People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. Uh, Friends to Lovers Excellence, of course. I also read this while I was on vacation. It made me want to run into the ocean and scream. It was great. I loved it. So that's my second favorite book of the year. Um, my first number one top favorite of the entire year, favorite book that I've read in 2021, perhaps unsurprisingly, because both Sarah and Grace have now mentioned it, <laughs> um, but I have not, is People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. Um, as mentioned before, it's friends to lovers excellence in like all the possible ways. Alex Nilsson is the only man to exist. Um, I love this book. It is my favorite and I cannot wait for Emily Henry's new book next year. Alex Nielsen, you know what? I have feelings for him. I remember the other day that his cat was named Flannery O'Connor and I was like, damn it, you know? <laughs> I, I don't think you can read that book and not have feelings for him. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. 
All right. My favorite book of the year, my number one pick, um, once again, similar to Shruti, I think we all saw this coming and that is Beautiful World, Where Are You by Sally Rooney. Um, I hate to be that bitch. I really do. But I loved every second of this book. Well, I mean, most, most seconds of this book. Uh, but I feel like for me to really love a book, I have to like, I don't know, have, have negative feelings. I don't know. It's just, I just loved it so much. The storytelling was beautiful. I loved the writing. I loved the characters and just their different dynamics. I loved the ending, which is controversial. I know not everyone loved it, but I did. Um, Yeah. I've said it before. I don't care if you didn't like this book. I really don't. I'm sorry, but uh, I'm sorry if you didn't like it. I did. I loved it. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else I can't say too much because I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it was just, it was so good. It's definitely my favorite Sally Rooney book and just my favorite book that I read this year. I had such a good time with it. So my number one, which I think is also not going to be that surprising to people who have listened to our podcast throughout the year was The Charm Offensive by Alison Cochran. It is a romance novel that released this year. It is about a producer on like the fictional version of The Bachelor that she came up with for the book who falls in love with The Bachelor. Um, It was great. I tore through this book. It is a wonderful time. The characters were good. Um, Lots of mental health discussions and representation. There's really good asexual representation and then also like LGBT representation across like all of the spectrums. It was great. It was wonderful. Um, Please read it. Thank you. I love how on brand our number one books were. They were really on brand. I also wanted to mention with mine, someone made like a chart showing how Sally Rooney, Taylor Swift, Phoebe Bridgers, Jake Hill, Dylan Hall, and Harry Styles are all connected. It's the most unhinged <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. But I was like, why is this what the inside of my brain looks like? And I, I was like, I need to talk about this on the podcast. This is me talking about it. Go look it up. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Also, people who need it on vacation is like me in a book. So that was yeah. another yeah. Yeah. yeah, that book was so, like made for you. It really yeah. was. All right. So to close out our episode, um, we actually read 10 books together as a group read over the year, which is a lot. Um, so there was a couple of ones we skipped. And obviously, in November, December, we did one book. Um, for what we're going to do is we're going to each give our top five group reads that we read this year, um, going in reverse order. Um, perhaps unsurprisingly, some of these books will be probably be ones that we've already mentioned. So again, we're going to keep it short. We literally have an entire episode where we talk about these. So yeah, um, I'll go first. My number five was Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. My nice. Yeah, I did not include seven husbands on my list because it would be my number one, but I wanted to rank the ones I hadn't read before because seven husbands is one of my favorite books of all time. So I wanted to rank the ones I haven't read. But um, so my number five was actually Archer's Voice by Mia Sheridan. I had so much fun reading this book. I don't necessarily think it was like, you know, the best book of all time or anything, but my experience with it was so much fun. I am glad that Trudy picked that one for us to read. Um, so like Sarah, I didn't include the books that I had read either. So check please isn't going to be on here. Um, cause it probably would be towards the top, but I also have the same number five as Shruti. My number five was the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo as well. Um, I just need to point out that apparently I had not read any of, well, I guess other than Archer's voice, I had not read any of our group reads. So no, I yeah, actually- same. But I actually had please. read Archer's voice. That's the only one. Um, but yeah, and I guess Cerulean C technically 
I did for spoiler, that would have been my number 10 because I didn't finish it. Um, anyway, num- number four, my number four, technically I have half read it, but I finished Check Please this year. So my number four is Check Please. Nice. My number four is Final Girls by Riley Sager. My number four is One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. My number three was our most recent group read, These Violent Delights by Chloe Gong. My number three was also These Violent Delights by Chloe Gong. My number three was Sarah's favorite book, or I guess Sarah's second favorite book, which was The X Talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon. Mm. Love it. My number two was The X Talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon. So we love to see it. My number two was Twice Shy by Sarah Hogle. My number two was Twice Shy by Sarah Hogle. <laughs> you missed the memo this time. Come I'm on. sorry. It's because my number one was Twice Shy by Sarah Hogle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my number one, no surprise, was The X Talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon. My number one was These Violent Delights, which we just read. Um, we love it. So basically, frankly, our top it was three a hit. are all the same. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, our top three is just the same, just different orders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, I love that for us. We love that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we read some really good books this year. There's only one that we, we read that I didn't like, but all like all, all nine others I had trouble ranking. I, I had a lot of trouble. I had more trouble with this list, actually, than I did with my top 10 of the year because I was like, wait, these are all, they were all like yeah. pretty close in levels of quality. So um, go us. I was just going to say they're all really different books, too. So that was they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, nice variety. Just, just as a quick re- recap, I think we read two, three romances that are like actually four romances, a fantasy, uh, a graphic novel, sports romance, you know, a, I guess 700 Husbands is romance, but it's also like contemporary, like literature. It's like historical. We have a historical, oh, we yeah. had a young adult. We had you because you have a match as a young adult. We had a horror mm-hmm. and we had whatever Australians he is. That's fantasy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, that brings us to the end of our wrap-up for 2021. Um, this will be our last episode for the year. So we hope you all are having a safe and lovely holiday um, and celebrate. And you're ringing out 2021 the way you would like to. Um, and we are all excited and nervous to see what 2022 will bring to us. Yeah, everyone stay safe out there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, join us in 2022. We're going to be talking about our hopefully in on my part, hopefully more realistic goals for reading <laughs> in 2022. So stay tuned for that. So if you want to talk about your top 10 books you read this year, or if you want to rank our group reads too that you participated in, that could be fun. You can do that on Twitter and let us know, add us or mention us in your tweet because our Twitter is at the bookos. Our Instagram is at bookhostpod and you can do all of those things there as well. And our email is bookhostpod at gmail.com. But most importantly, our we would prefer our holiday gift be for you to leave a rating and write a review so that way other people can find our podcast as well. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your day and a safe and happy new year. Bye.